Welcome to Straight Up Small Business, the podcast for startup and scaling up entrepreneurs who are ready to take their business to the next level of profit. I'm Beck Buchanan, an accountant turned virtual bookkeeping business owner. I'm super passionate about small business and helping entrepreneurs fall in love with their numbers in order to achieve their goals. If you ever feel confused, unsure, or overwhelmed about the financial side of your business, then you've come to the right place. This podcast covers bookkeeping, finance, and small business topics discussed in a straight-up way. My goal for each bite-sized episode is to inform and inspire you to make the next best decision in your business, backed by financial know-how, so you can create the business of your dreams. Make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss any of my latest episodes, and let's dive in. Before we kick off, I'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the Bundjalung Nation, whose country I am on while recording this episode. I respect their elders from the past, present, and those emerging as the traditional custodians of this beautiful land. So wherever you're listening to this today, I acknowledge the lands on which you are and those First Nations people who lived and worked there for over 70,000 years. Hello, and welcome to Straight Up Small Business. This is episode 50, and today on the podcast, I want to give an overview of what you need to know about Single Touch Payroll 2, because for those business owners who have staff or are employees themselves, this is relevant for you, and it's already here, so there are things that you need to know. And as a professional bookkeeper and payroll person, if I'm feeling a bit behind and confused with it all, which I actually was midway through the end of last year because I didn't have time to dedicate to doing the training, then I suspect many other business owners feel like this too. Or I actually suspect that many employing business owners are living in blissful ignorance right now because they don't know what they don't know about single touch payroll too, or STP2, I'm going to call it from here on in. So I'm here to tell you what you do need to know, but be warned, I've done about seven hours of training or formal training anyway, and lots of reading here and there beyond that. So whatever I'm going to squeeze into this 10 to 15 minute podcast episode is not all that there is to know. So do be sure to do some further research about how the changes will impact your business specifically. And if you're unsure, reach out to a professional to help you, i.e. a bookkeeper or your tax accountant. So to give you an idea of just how significant STP2 is, some are saying that this is the biggest change in reporting in Australia since GST legislation came in in the year 2000. So it's a bit of a deal, some would say, and if you're an employing business, then you really do need to care and pay this attention. So what is it exactly? Well, first of all, let's talk about what STP phase one was or still is really. STP, as we know it, is the electronic reporting of certain tax and super information for each employee via STP-enabled software, such as Xero, directly to the ATO for each pay run that a business performs. So if you are using Xero currently for your payroll or any other accounting software really that's enabled for this, then at the end of the pay run, you file it with the ATO and then the ATO knows in real time what each employee in your business has been paid. 
And this has done away with what we used to know as group certificates, where they used to be sent to employees at the end of the financial year so that they could fill in their tax return. Now, once STP payroll is finalised in each business at the end of each financial year, the ATO gets an update electronically of what each staff member has been paid and they're able to pre-fill tax returns for these employees based on that data and there's no need for group certificates anymore. So STP2 then is the expansion of the information being reported to government bodies and this is to assist with the administration of the social security system and reduce what employers need to report to other government agencies such as Services Australia and Fair Work. The way you process and file your pay runs will not change under STP2 and the tax and super obligations themselves aren't changing. What is changing is the level of detail being reported. The types of detail that will be required under STP2 are an employee's employment basis, i.e. whether they're full-time, part-time, casual or labour hire, the character of the income that that employee is receiving, i.e. whether it's salary or wages, whether they're a working holiday maker or a foreign tax resident or a seasonal worker. And you need to separately itemize components of gross income in a pay event, which now includes these components, paid leave, allowances, overtime, bonuses and commissions, director fees, salary sacrifice and terminations. And I'll go into this a bit more later. You also need to give more detail around the tax treatment, the withholding tax being applied to the employee in question. So whether there's a tax-free threshold or no tax-free threshold or whether there's a casual employee withholding or foreign tax resident withholding, etc. You need to give more information around whether or not the employee has training or study loan support, whether there's any Medicare levy variations, whether there are any pay-as-you-go withholding variations to be applied. And when an employee leaves or is terminated, we need to report the cessation date and the reason that they are leaving. Generally, it might be voluntary, but if it's a dismissal or something else, that needs to be clearly reported. There are also now separate codes to apply for certain deductions and there's new reporting around child support and workplace giving and professional fees. Now, in case you glazed over with my going through that list, let me call out that the big deal in terms of any updates you might need to make in your payroll software, and that is the disaggregation of gross income or the separately itemizing components of gross income is how I described it when I was talking earlier. And what disaggregation of gross means is the breaking down of the reporting of what used to be one gross amount into all the various items that make up that amount. And I'm sure I'm still confusing you because this confused me in the beginning as well. So to overview this, I'm going to give two simple examples to highlight what I mean. So number one, say if you're a plumber and you're being paid under the Plumbing and Fire Sprinklers Award then you used to be paid an hourly rate as a gross amount. But within that hourly rate, there has always been what are known as all-purpose allowances that go towards making up that rate. They are called the industry allowance, the tools allowance, and the plumbing trade allowance. Now, under STP2, it is required that these allowances are all separated out in your pay and no longer reported as one gross rate. 
hence the term disaggregation of gross. Number two example, say you are paid overtime. This previously could be wrapped up in gross income. For example, your yearly earnings consisted of $50,000 in ordinary hours worked and $5,000 in overtime hours worked, but it was only the 55 k in total that was reported to the ATO for tax purposes. But under STP2, the 50 k and the 5 k need to be reported separately. So why? Why is this happening Well, it's really about giving government agencies more detailed information about taxpayers and in a more streamlined fashion in that it comes directly from payroll reporting rather than having to be manually reported after the fact. There are some minor benefits to other stakeholders, like employees will have less interaction with Services Australia because, for example, separation certificates are no longer required because you'll be reporting when an employee leaves as to that termination date and why they were terminated. And the ATO will benefit from the level of detail being provided in determining an employee's taxable earnings, any deductions they have, and ensuring correct super has been paid. And Fair Work Australia will benefit from ensuring that correct award allowances are being paid and that employees are receiving appropriate payslips. But the major benefit in all of this is for Services Australia. They will be able to pre-fill claim forms with data and be more likely to pay correct amounts and reduce the need for reimbursements for overpaid claims where people have filled in their forms wrong. Now the timing. When is this all happening? Well, the commencement date for STP Phase 2 reporting was the 1st of January 2022, but zero customers have been granted an extension to the 31st of March 2023. So, That is not yet. If you're listening to this podcast when it's released, we're only in January 2023. But time is of the essence right now to get set up for STP2 if you're using zero payroll. But be clear, there is no reason that you need to wait until the end of March to get set up. All the functionality is there right now and has been in zero since August 2022. So what do you need to do if you use zero to pay your staff? There are three steps. Number one, update employee profiles. Number two, replace pay items. And number three, assign leave categories. And if you go into zero, head to the payroll section, then click on single touch payroll and then go to STP2, the portal, and you'll be in the spot where you need to be to make all the updates. So going into a little bit more depth here, number one, Updating your employee profiles with additional information requires you to just nominate some things around employment type, income type, and note some additional tax details. It's not very complicated. Zero just prompts you to answer some common sense questions. And if you know your staff members via a contract and their onboarding forms, this will be pretty simple for you to fill in. Number two, where you need to replace pay items in payroll settings to be in line with STP2 reporting. This could be the harder part, depending on what industry you're in and how complicated your staffing arrangements are. You need to review all pay items relevant for your business. This could involve allowances, bonuses, commissions, director's fees, overtime earnings, paid parental leave, workers' compensation, and return to work 
payments. So Xero requires you to tick that you've reviewed the items, but it doesn't necessarily train you in what you need to do to update the items. So this is where some further reading might be required on your part to ensure that you're selecting the right things. And in my experience to date, and I've done a fair bit of this now, the big one is allowances. So you may not have any allowances in your business or you might have lots and that's going to really depend on the industry you're in and the type of allowance as to whether this is complicated or not. So zero might prompt you to get the right outcome when you're setting up your allowances, but pretty much every allowance will need to be updated if they already exist in your payroll software. So do go in and have a look around to the extent this is relevant for you. And some are more complicated than others. An easy one is, say, mobile phone allowance. So, for example, if you pay your staff a mobile phone allowance, this used to just be an allowance which you set an amount on and probably included in your staff's gross income. But now this particular allowance is classified in the other category and then it's further categorized into the new home office category. And then you have to select where the allowance has super and or pay-as-you-go withholding tax on it. Now, generally, deductible expenses like mobile phones don't have super as they aren't part of an employee's ordinary time earnings, but they will have tax withheld from them. A harder allowance would be a motor vehicle allowance where you need to work out whether the amount being paid is a reimbursement for expected expenses that the employee incurs using their car for work purposes or whether their allowance actually includes a payment for some personal use of the vehicle and whether it's a fixed amount for a private vehicle or a cents per kilometre arrangement or some other setup. I have found myself going through employment contracts with a fine tooth comb, working out the true nature of allowances and then going back to guidance on the ATO website around allowances and whether to withhold tax on them and or to pay super on them and really considering each payment in isolation of others and trying to get it right. And in all cases, I've been preparing work papers around assumptions I've made for any reporting I'm doing so that I can explain why I've done what I've done, because there will be audits and penalties over this stuff if you get it incorrect, which is a little bit alarming. And I think bookkeepers everywhere are taking this really seriously. And as a business owner, you need to take it seriously as well. Not to freak you out, just to raise awareness that if you're paying allowances and bonuses and there's deductions in your pay runs or pay parental leave, there are changes that you need to go in and make in your payroll software. So please go and investigate what needs to happen. And the third and final update within Xero that needs to be made is to assign leave categories. So payments made in respect of leave will now be required to be separately allocated within a pay run and have a paid leave code applied to that pay event. So Xero just prompts you to assign leave categories to all the leave types that you use in Xero. And it's really simple. If it's annual leave, it goes clearly to an annual leave leave code. Okay, so it's just a matter of assigning codes and then you're done with this part. So do you need to change your historical payroll reporting of pay runs given these changes? In short, the answer to this is no, but you can. The ATO is proposing two methods. Method one is the hybrid disaggregate method where you do STP1 reporting until you switch to STP2 and then you do STP2 reporting and that's all okay. 
Method two is to replace payroll IDs. This is where you finalize your pay runs for STP1 and then you give your staff a new payroll ID and report under STP2 for the rest of the year. So at the end of the financial year, the one staff member in your business will have two income statements for their tax return purposes. Both methods are totally okay, but personally, I've been going with the first one, the hybrid, because it just means it's been a a phased approach to adapting STP2, and it's just the one employee in the payroll system with one pay ID, and I just found this more easy. Okay, so to wrap this all up, let me say on reflection of having spent a few months doing STP2 changeovers for my clients that this has been a really cumbersome process for us, the payroll people, officers in Australia. But on a positive note, it has been and is a fantastic opportunity to shore up your payroll records and processing to ensure you are paying your staff the correct salary, wages, and per their award conditions. Now, in short, know that this is all about giving more information to Australia's government agencies. That's why these changes are happening. And the main vibe of STP2 is to disaggregate the amounts that used to be included in the gross pay amount of employees' pay runs. This might have no impact for your staff if they aren't paid overtime or allowances, or it might have a massive impact for the payslips that you're producing if you have a lot of overtime and allowances and deductions. And if you've got someone on pay parental leave, there's going to be some bigger changes that you need to make. There are three main steps to do in Zero, And if you go to the single touch payroll section under payroll in your Zero portal, you will find these three things that you need to do. You need to make sure that your reporting updates are all in place by the 31st of March, 2023. And I encourage you to seek help if you need it. As I said, there are meant to be penalties for reporting incorrectly. So this is a bit of a serious deal and something that you need to give a bit of time and care to. Have a wonderful week and I will catch you next time. Thank you so much for listening in today. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, I'd be so grateful if you left a review. And if you're not already, please connect with me on Instagram. My handle is straight up underscore bookkeeping. And if you'd like to know more about how I can help you be successful in running your small business, please check out my website, straightupbookkeeping.com.au for details around my signature bookkeeping and zero course, Bookkeeping It Real, and also my done for you bookkeeping services. Thanks again and see you next week.